This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, October 24th, 2013. I'm Caleb Brown. Chicago Mayor Rahm Emanuel is pushing an expanded mandatory minimum prison sentence for nonviolent but illegal gun possession. Molly Gill with Families Against Mandatory Minimums argues that mandatory minimums don't deter crime. And Mayor Emanuel has been a bit surprised by the negative reaction to his plan. Rahm Emanuel wants a new three-year mandatory minimum for those who possess guns in public places without the proper licensing. Now, public places meaning government spaces or just walking around? Uh, Just walking around, public streets, um, all over the place except basically your own home. So Chicago already has pretty strict, as far as I know, the second most strict gun laws in the country behind Washington, D.C. That's correct. They do have strict gun laws, and they already have one-year mandatory minimum sentences for some of this behavior. If I understand correctly, Rahm Emanuel has been a little surprised by the public reaction to a three-year mandatory minimum and... Democrats generally want to appear tougher on crime than they might otherwise naturally be. Uh, What has been the response and what has he done to respond to it? Well, I think he has been taken aback a little bit. I think he probably went into this thinking it would be fairly easy. Let's tell the public we're going to pass this three-year mandatory minimum. It's going to solve all of our violent crime problems, and then we'll all go home and we'll look great in the polls and people will vote for us. And what he's found is a lot of resistance in his own state house uh, that they don't want to spend all the money that this mandatory minimum is going to cost, and they can't even get it to the House floor for a debate. So I think that uh, Rahm Emanuel finds himself in sort of an unexpected place, that in the past 30 years, the rule has been that Politicians of all stripes and all parties can propose a mandatory minimum, and it will be a popular thing that the taxpayers and voters like. And the tide is turning. That time is come and gone. What uh, what would this cost as far as uh, for Illinois? One estimate uh, shows that it will cost the state $1.3 billion over the next 10 years, which is an enormous sum that the state, like pretty much every other state in this country, does not have the money to pay for right now. Uh, especially Illinois. <laughs> Yes, especially. In Chicago, Rahm's got some serious deficit issues that he's dealing with as well. So the University of Chicago, as I understand, the University of Chicago Crime Lab, uh, this is from uh, the public radio station WBEZ in in Chicago, uh, says in response to the price tag, the University of Chicago Crime Lab released a research memo a week and a half ago arguing that Emanuel's mandatory minimums would actually be a good deal. Well, unfortunately, that's a bit of wishful thinking, I think, on the part of the crime lab. They're, those numbers that they come up with are presuming an awful lot, which is that mandatory minimums are going to deter a lot of people from committing these crimes. And we know every criminologist has said in Illinois, and we all know, that mandatory minimums don't actually deter crime. It's not the length of the punishment that deters crime, but the certainty of getting caught. And what makes sure that you're going to get caught? It's not a mandatory minimum. It's a cop on the corner. Okay, so taking that billion dollars or so, uh, it's my understanding some experts have argued just hire cops. Absolutely. You're in a time of tight budget choices here. You can spend $1.3 billion locking up people who may not necessarily need or deserve or benefit from a three-year mandatory minimum prison term. Or you can take that $1.3 billion and you could put a 1,000 cops on the street and actually create neighborhoods where people don't want to commit crimes because they believe that, you know what, if I bring out my gun, 
a cop will get, a cop will get me. At the federal level, we're seeing some some movement additionally also against uh, mandatory minimums. Can you detail some of that? Sure, absolutely. That's what's sort of ironic actually about Mayor Emanuel's efforts is that he's the former you know high ranking Obama administration official, and the Obama administration itself had recently came out and said we're going to start scaling back how often we use mandatory minimum sentences against low-level drug offenders. At the federal level in Congress, we also have several bipartisan bills that would scale mandatory minimums back, that would give judges more flexibility to go below those sentences when they clearly don't fit the crime or the offense or are not going to benefit the public in any way. We see uh, one bill in Congress that would actually cut the length of drug mandatory minimum sentences in half. And this is all in acknowledgement that we have created an incredibly overcrowded, expensive, burdensome federal prison system that is filled with low-level, nonviolent drug offenders serving mandatory minimum sentences. Is that, broadly speaking, that is where those mandatory minimums are applied or when they exist? Most often, mandatory minimums apply to nonviolent drug offenses and to gun possession offenses. You don't necessarily have to commit a violent offense to get a mandatory minimum. I think that what Chicago's experience is showing right now is that we are at a point in history where public opinion is undergoing a major shift on mandatory minimum sentencing. At one point, this was a popular thing. It was an easy thing for legislators to do. I think now taxpayers and voters are recognizing that long sentences are not the only solution. They may not be the best solution, and they're the most expensive solution. And we can demand better from our lawmakers. Do you think that part of this uh, growing opposition to mandatory minimums, I mean, it, it seems, it's an issue that people really has been not really on people's radar for a long time. It seems to have just popped up uh, in a lot of places very recently. Do you think part of that opposition is sort of waning interest in, if not the war on drugs more broadly, but at least the war on marijuana? Well, I do think that drugs are not the concern now, not even close, that they were back in the 1980s and 1990s when we began passing mandatory minimum sentences in earnest. I think also crime is just not the concern that it was back then. People feel a lot safer now. Now, crime, of course, a major issue in Chicago, which is why this conversation is so interesting in Chicago, that they actually want solutions that work and not just solutions that are a political quick fix that will make all the lawmakers feel good at the end of the day. Molly Gill is with Families Against Mandatory Minimums. You can read more on crime and punishment at our website, cato.org.